Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. And it kind of somehow shifted into this message because I thought about this It's not connected, but it is in a kind of way to hospitality. To experiences that we have that can range anywhere between basic and extreme. We live in a world of ridiculous choice, of sliding scales, of gradients of basic to extreme. And the retail market and the hospitality market and the entertainment industry all capitalize on the psychology of sliding scales of experience. You will pay for what you value. You will pay for the extreme. You'll pay more depending on what kind of experience you want to have. Um, and that, there's no better way to see that than in aeroplanes. You know, most of us are economy, who's, well, most of us, not all of us here, are economy travelers. This is the expat community. It's probably all first class in here, but, uh, but it was, I'm a, but, but we, do, we do economy, and then you get premium economy, and you get that much more legroom, and they charge you for it. Then you go business class, where everything's china and glass, and you have your own little bed you can lie on, And, uh, and, and you have a great luxury experience. And then if you're really, really lucky, you go to first class and it's extreme because you have your own leather suite and Michelin chef stars chefs for you. And it's crazy. You know, it's beautiful. And only once have I ever done business class with Jake when he was seven. He's photographing somewhere. Um, And uh, we were going on a trip from Miami to Belize, a very short trip on points of my brother-in-law to get down to see them. And we went business class, the first and as yet the only time that I have been. And it was my first. And I remember going in and, and that sense of Mrs. Warren, Master Jake Warren, take a seat. It's a proper leather seat. Here's a glass. It's full of freshly squeezed. We've just been out the back and freshly squeezed your orange juice. And here have a glass. It's got honey roasted nuts in it. They're still warm because that's how much we care about you. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, this is just awesome. This is, I've gone from basic travel to extreme travel. And I feel great. I came off that plane. You should have seen me. Everyone else is coming down and I'm going, hi, bye, go to economy. I am in first class. You know, it's such a, so you're so not humble when you're in first class, uh, business class. But, um, you know, we do that everything in life that we choose. You're going to go to, you, you're going to, some of you are going to go to Burger King after this, this message. You're going to go and you're going to go, do I choose the basic burger, the cheeseburger, the whopper, the double whopper? I'm going to go to the cinema. Do I choose the fancy seats at the back where I get beer and a drink and, 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 and wine and whatever I want? Or do I go to the front seats where it's just a seat? See, an Uber car, you can get an Uber, a double, a double Uber, an, ex, an extra large Uber, depending on what you're willing to pay, how extreme you're going to go, what kind of experience you want. It comes down to value. What do you value is what you're going to pay for. And people are so much looking for personal value these days, they will pay for it in many different ways. When it comes to this area of hospitality, my question to you is, in your daily life of being generous, of being around people, are you basic or extreme? Do you do the mediocre to get by? Or do you give of yourself to an extreme measure? Do you skim things or do you go into detail? Are you a basic person 
or are you an extreme person? Because we are all called to be extreme people. I don't mean extremists. I mean extreme in the values that we have. Thank you, Louis. You know what I mean. We're called to be extreme that when you have a value of hospitality, of love, of grace, of, 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 of hope, you know, value of hope, you don't just hold on to them with a basic understanding. We dig deep so that we are, we, 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 they are dug down into us so we work them out in our life to an extreme level. And I ask you the question, you ask me the question, how much of me am I prepared to sow into memories, into situations, into hospitality, into people? How much of me do I hold back and how much of me do I give? Is that dependent on if I'm tired or in different circumstances? Or is it dependent on who do I choose to become in any given moment? Who am I called to be? And we're all called to be people who hold nothing back. Romans 12:13. Again, I'll read it again. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. 1 Peter 4, above all, above everything else, love each other deeply like the echo of God's love for people because love covers over a multitude of sins. You see, you don't know what you're covering over and gracing when you give hospitality. Offer hospitality to one another here and outside of these church walls without grumbling, without complaining, without it being a big deal. And it's not just individual scriptures that give us this feel of hospitality. It's the whole breadth and depth of the Bible. Everywhere you look, everything you read, everything that Jesus did was about going the extra mile. Whether he was talking about the story of the Good Samaritan or reflecting back the widow who gave her last uh, um, pieces of, of food and her flour and her water to Elijah. Whether it was the young boy giving his bread away at lunchtime to feed the 5,000. Whether it was the widow putting in her last coin in, in, and, and Jesus seeing her and making note of it whether it was when he said, deny everything and, and follow me. It was all about holding nothing back. Everything is about giving the whole of you, not the basic part of you, but everything of you. And, uh, and, and I love the scripture in Proverbs where it says, one person is generous and yet grows more wealthy. You think by giving away, you wouldn't have enough left, but that's not the principle that we live by. Um, another one withholds what they should and comes to poverty. See, the more you withhold, the less you grow. A generous person will be enriched, and the one who provides water for others will himself be satisfied. I love that. We, you know, it's something we, we hold dear. What is behind that heart of hospitality? What, why is it so important we build our lives on this value? And, and all I can think of is that it places extreme value on people. The definition of, en of, 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 um, of hospitality is the entertaining of guests and strangers graciously. Now, we can interpret that within our own world right now and in within the church world. Um, but the, the New Testament translates it for, into the, from the Greek, the love of strangers. The love of strangers. And, and uh, why should I love a stranger? Why should I love a stranger? What's my motivation for loving a stranger? My only motivation is the love that God 
has for them that he gives to me for me to outwork it to them. There's no other motivation for me to love someone that I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a goodwill motivation to do good to all mankind, but there's no womankind, sorry, humankind nowadays. Um, but there's no motivation for me to love a stranger unless it's something that God's given me that's profound and extreme to give it back out to others. And, and I, when I, when I, you know, when I was going through this, 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 this message, I just kept feeling like God was saying, I've given you a biblical mandate to carry the spirit of extreme kingdom culture, hospitality. It is a mandate, which means you can't throw it off. It's part of your covenant with God. It's something that he has placed within you, whether he's given you a gift of it or not. Because you can go, hey, she's got the gift. He's got the gift. I don't have the gift. I'm excluded. Um, but it's not like that. It's it. It's a, it's a command that God says because in it is the person I want you to become. When we went back, I go, often go back to our Divine Direction series, which was all about, it's about the be, not the do. It's about you learning to be who you are in Christ because as you learn who you are in Christ, the doing will follow. But you can't do what Jesus has asked you to do unless you know who you are. You can't because you'll, you'll keep... You'll keep You'll get lost in the process. But if you know who you are, you know, then then when Jesus calls you, I need you to do this. I need you to become that. You know, because you know your identity and you know that you're secure. And, and, And an extreme hospitality builds value in someone's life. It is the core leadership requirement in the New Testament. If you want to be a leader, you've got to be hospitable. Our lives need to be devoted to placing extreme value on other people. And you and I know that our value is determined by God alone. Only by God alone. And, and, and there are so many people in this world that are forgotten. They feel insecure. They're trying to live their lives matching up to somebody else. They feel neglected. They don't feel seen. And we know that their value is held at the cross. We know that. But, th- but this is what I've realized, that my life and my service to others has to match the extreme nature of what Jesus did for me. It has to match because I am, I am Jesus' hands and feet here right now. And what Jesus did was not basic, people, was it, friends? It wasn't, what he did wasn't anything, it wasn't anything basic about what Jesus did. It stretched to the extreme level of sacrifice. It was planned in advance from the beginning of time. He's thinking about you and me facing head on the devil, leaving nothing incomplete so you and I could experience the full force, the full weight, the full extravagance of God's love, of God's joy over us. And it embraces everyone, every single person that salvation embraces and and grafts us into the vine into Jesus himself. And it is that same spirit of Jesus that you carry in you. It is the same spirit that is within you. Sometimes we don't feel it, but that's where the renewing of our mind is so important, that we renew our mind and our heart in line with what he's done in our spirit. Because your mind will tell you a whole lot of rubbish. It will tell you, 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 you can't do this. You, you, you don't have enough money. You don't have a nice enough apartment. You you, 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 you know, it's okay. Just do the basic with people. That's all that they need. It'll tell you that, 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 you know, 
you're more important now than somebody else. Your mind will tell you a whole lot of things, but your spirit will always say to you, when you engage with it, go generous, go to value, go to the extreme of what Jesus has done for you. We are about including others, connecting with others, and helping people belong. There is no better way to help people belong than to be extremely hospitable. I don't know any other way. And let me tell you that life is a... Oh, that's not telling me how long I've got left. Good. There we go. I can go on forever. Um, um, life is a series of moments. Life is a series of moments and firsts. That, that is what your life is, isn't it? Little moments all gathering up together, back to back to back. And there are some moments that are so distinct. They're so extraordinary that they'll define you just happens to be a moment, and it will change your life. And every holiday, we get together around the table, and we always go through moments of holidays that have defined us, that have shaped us, that have made us smile. And they always have to do with somebody else's generosity for some reason. And uh, um, I love that. But, but when it comes to moments between the ages of 15 and 30, there's a lot of your firsts your first love, your first kiss, maybe your first baby, your first job, your first car lesson, your first time away from your parents, the first traveling alone. There's a heap of firsts. I'm seeing it all with my boys. The first this, the first that. And then suddenly, as you age and get older, those firsts don't happen so often. Um, time passes really quickly, and you feel like, where are my firsts? Where's the novelty factor? I'm canyoning. First time, 46. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, and, and so we have to create moments. We have to be intentional about creating defining moments that are going to be amazing, not just for us, but for other people. Rich memories. Because at the heart of extreme hospitality in your life is someone on the end of it, on the receiving end of it, and they're going to be saying this because of you. I have never been to a dinner party like that before. I have never been so blessed with so many courses in that dinner party. I had five courses. I've never been so blessed going to that person's house because I felt such extreme value and an embrace. I've never been on the receiving end of hosting like that in church. This is a first for me. I've never been to church and had a smoothie before and it was free. You might think, well, we just do that. For some people, that was their first experience of church that Sunday. We did smoothies. And their first smoothie in church. And they might have been 80 years old. And it was a first for them. And it would have been a defining moment for them. And you don't know what was on the other side of that defining moment. Because you don't know them. And you don't know their story. I've never been given such a thoughtful gift like that. Are we whelming people? Are we keeping the basic level with people around us? Are we overwhelming them? Like, are you overwhelming people? Isn't that an interesting thought? Are you building the remarkable or are you just doing whatever it takes? Because we're not building a culture like that in this church. We don't have a culture like that. What I love about this church is the incredible hospitality around you all. It's incredible. And I could tell story after story of what I see. So this isn't to make us... Um, do something we don't do. It's to encourage us in going, we're going in the right direction, but we just need to keep going further. Because God's nature is overwhelming and it's extreme. He forgives you completely. 
his free gift to you, eternal life. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything but your life. Um, <laughs> but it's free. You're not paying for it. He plans beautiful things ahead for you. He is gracious with his love. He's extravagant. He draws you into his arms of acceptance. He wows you and I with perfect timing that we were not expecting. He has an extreme welcome. He takes you to the banqueting table and his banner over you is love. That's how extreme he is. And it is our job to reflect that extremeness in the lives of the people we're around. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. We are extreme. We are not basic. We are his reflection, which means we're not bland. We're not indifferent. We're not self-orientated. And we live for others. That is who you and I are. And I want to get practical in the last seven minutes here. I'm going to give you five points to help you get radical and extreme in your hospitality. Um, because I, when I see it, I, when I see hospitality, I just see in church, I see a beautiful doormat, welcome mat, and this, and this beautiful house of people who are constantly working out how to open up their heart, open up their lives, open up their home, open up their possessions, open up um, uh, their, um, I had one other, open up their dinner table to other people. That's how I always see it. Your arms to serve, to, to give other people a place in your world. Are you prepared to give a place for other people? Do you have a minimum, maximum amount of people where you go, I'm maxed out with people, no more. I've got enough Facebook friends, Instagram friends. I don't need anyone else in my life. Because that's a different kind of extreme. We're called to just keep adding and adding and growing that capacity because God gives you the capacity when you need it. We're holding nothing back because hospitality is about celebrating each other. We're going from basic to first class, basic burger to whopper, cheap seats to luxury ones, from the meal you won't remember to going around to the Louis and Intown's house and always remembering the Indonesian that they cook you. You want a good meal? Go to their house. So quickly, five practical points for extreme hospitality, wherever you are, connect group, um, hosting a party, you're at work or you're taking somebody out from work just to a cafe, whether you're in church, wherever it happens to be, hold on to the attitude of being flexible and being a servant. And these five things will set you up for success. Number one, be prepared in advance. There is nothing worse than going to someone's party where nothing is ready, all the food's in bags and the drinks are in the fridge and you're standing there awkwardly, there's no music and it's really uncomfortable. I sat in a restaurant yesterday in Germany and there was no music on and there was no one else in the, in the cafe but five of us, it was so awkward. It was like, there's something so missing. Guys, it was all guys running it, sorry. And I nearly went, guys, atmosphere? I don't know what that is in German. Atmosphere? I don't know. But there was just nothing there. I'll never, I'll never forget that restaurant because they had no atmosphere. So, so anyway, be prepared. I'm ready for you because I'm ready for you says before you came. This is a bit like God, isn't it? Before you came into this world, I planned you. Oh, that's a good, yeah, I never thought of that. Before you came into my home, into my connect group, into my church, into my church toilet, I'm prepared for you. I'm ready for you. <laughs> 
yeah, I just thought of the toilet. Well, I, it's important. I was cleaning out the sink this morning because there was a nasty... Anyway, it's the girl's toilet. I'm not going to say what it was, but if you want to... Anyway, whoops. Anyway, let's keep going. I just run over now. I'm nearly running over time. So, um, but have, you know, when, 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 when you're getting ready, have everything out. Have everything ready. Have it prepared because um, it's like saying, my home, my church, it's not just for me, it's for you. So I thought of you. I thought of you in advance. That requires shopping, tidying. I have to, when the kids were little, I had to make sure that the toilets were clean before anyone came because I didn't know what was down the toilets. I didn't know what the state, now they clean it. Like my kids are all, sorry, my kids, my kids are amazing at hospitality and they know what to do. But it requires getting ready. It, inquire, it, it, it requires how do I honor my guests by being prepared in advance. Number two, think about what your guests love. What is it that they love? Not what you love. Are they allergic to anything? You know, so, um, I, I, uh, Avashi came around the other day and I had to say, what, what don't you eat? Avashi, she told me. So I thought, oh, I'm going to make it all about that food. <laughs> I'm going to give it all salad. <laughs> no. So you, you, you ask what people don't like and what they do like. But when we do a Beautiful Minds conference, one of the questions we ask ourselves is, what do women love? What is going to... Because what they, if we give you what you love, your heart's going to open up. You're going to become more sensitive to... to to what God's got to say to you. You're going to become more sensitive to what I, to the friendship that I'm trying to create with you because we're about opening up people's hearts. So think about what people love. People will forget what you say. They'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Number three, be extravagant. There are a lot of places like Raymond and AV and people like in this church and a lot of Indonesians actually. Let's learn from the Indonesians. Um, where there's an overflow, it's extravagant. It's, it's, it, it, it's, there's, you're never running out, just like the wine at the wedding that, that Jesus, that was one of the reasons he helped them create wine for hospitality's sake, so you could value people. And if you struggle with this, take a monthly budget every month just to pour into some kind of moment where you can be hospitable, because it may be somebody's first for them. Number four, create atmosphere. Exceed expectation. Make your house beautiful. Don't go to Pinterest and go, it's got to look this perfect, because Pinterest can kill you. (laughs) And everyone said yes. Um, Don't go to Pinterest or, you know, be realistic. But have candles. You know me. If you come in, everyone knows if I'm coming to the house, candles need to be laid first, especially in the toilet. That's very important. That's the third time I've mentioned toilet today. Just realizing that. Um, So your home is a part of you. It reflects you. If it's messy, it reflects something messy about you. That's what my husband tells me. So create atmosphere. Have music on. Get ready, guys. Get ready for everybody. Number five, be the smile. Be you and enjoy them. You know, people like Peter and Monique, Christine and Shur, a lot of our team, um, when I go around the house, it's, it's that. It's we're here to enjoy you. You know, be the smile. Don't get stressed. I've had to really learn not to get stressed because my expectations are too high. Great hospitality is not serving the experience to someone. It's creating the experience with someone. We've gone and bought ourselves a really big dining room table. 
We had to save for it. It's beautiful. I've got new chairs after 15 years. And Steve is at the moment creating like those naked lamps above it. He's doing it himself. Okay, so one day we'll have a photo of it for you. Um, but the reason we're doing that and creating that space is that is sacred. That is where the conversations and the discipleship and the stories, it, that's where it all comes. It's there. It's that moment of inclusivity, of, of laughing, of joking. We've even got placemats that have little funny faces on. You stick them up your nose and it gives you a different kind of face. It's ridiculous. But when you do things like that, play games around the table, it just... The opening up of hearts, that, that sacred hug, it's so important, and it happens there. So smile and enjoy people. Enjoy visitors when they come in this church for the first time. Enjoy them. Be joyful that they're here. We do that brilliantly, but it's just an encouragement for you because we can get into the habit of neglecting this easily. You know, I can go a couple of weeks and go, oh, I'm, 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 I've, I've got so busy, I've forgotten Something aching in me. It's like I've forgotten to be around people and I'm opening up my arm and my home and thinking about them and how to bless them. And then when I do that, it just makes me feel, yes, I'm in line. I'm content. I'm a bigger person. We've got to keep doing that because, because you can unlock the deep things of people's lives through hospitality. When you walk with God, there are defining moments all the way through your walk where he unlocks things in your life because of his love over you, because of his, because of his incredible sense of peace that he gives you in the storm, because of that sense that you know you've stuffed up and you've done something you shouldn't, and his extreme level of forgiveness comes in, and you feel set free. You're thinking, God, I'm so glad oh, that I'm in Christ. And we sometimes leave those defining moments to the worship moment or the prayer moment, or the preach moment, whatever. They're not just there. They're found in hospitality, which is why Jesus sat and ate with so many different people and in so many different parties. Well, was he the party animal? But, but he did that, and I, and, I, and I see him, and I see him creating defining moments around dinner tables with people, placing value on people. You do not know that your extreme hospitality will not unlock something in someone's life where they've had broken trust, they've been neglected, they've been, they've been damaged. They need healing, emotional healing, relational healing. By you opening up you and your home, taking people out to coffee, whatever it takes, you do not know what's on the other side of that moment that could be a first for others. Amen. It's exciting. It's an exciting life that we lead with this. I want us to stand right now. I want us to stand. And for me, even at the end of my messages, I kind of want to step into my message again and go, God, I'm here. I'm right here. This is what I want to do. So right now, I want you to, to just reach out to Jesus and make a decision in your heart that you're going to grow this area of your life. So many of you are brilliant at this. Like, it's beautiful in this church. And I tell you what, it is a standout quality that we are known for as a church around this world. And I am not joking. I am I, absolutely serious. But I just know that we can, we can make this. People will get saved in this church because of the hospitality that we have that's extreme value that will open up people's lives and set them free before they've even got to the worship. It's what we believe. It's our value. 
So right here, right now, I want you to say to God, God, work in me. Renew my mind to remind me of who I am and the biblical mandate on my life to be someone who is extreme in my love and my generosity and my home and my finances toward other people. He's going to grace you to do this. He's going to, you're going to entertain angels and you're not going to know it. And I pray for a creativity in this room that stretches beyond what we have now to, to, to go even like heaven creative on this. When we get to heaven, it's going to be one big hospitality party. And we want to learn that now, Father. So show us. Show us how to do this even better to create such rich value on people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.